Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the evolution of user behavior analytics. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Bert Rankin, Chief Marketing Officer with Fortscale. Bert, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Tom. I'm uh, very glad to be here. Let's take a step back and talk a minute about it, the current state of enterprise security solutions. Where do you see the holes, and what do you find is just not effective anymore? Well, if you take a step back and look at uh, what has happened historically, um, everybody recognizes that billions of dollars have been spent on enterprise security solutions. And traditionally, these have been focused on prevention. Uh, what that means is that organizations and vendors were spending an awful lot of time and effort building solutions to prevent malicious actions from happening or to try to prevent criminals from gaining access to corporate assets. So you can see this in the, in the uh, marketplace. We have firewalls, uh, strong prevention solutions, intrusion prevention, uh, antivirus solutions, etc. And really, once again, this, this was the you know, building the, the taller walls, the uh, deeper moat to try to keep uh, criminals from getting access to corporate assets. However, um, as you take a look uh, around uh, the, the uh, headlines in different publications today, you'll see that uh, there is a continuous stream of data breaches, so it's pretty obvious that these solutions have become extremely ineffective. Uh, hackers, nation states, malicious insiders, a whole host of criminals have figured out ways around each one of these solutions. You know, so what really is at the heart of what, what is happening today in terms of uh, uh, data breaches and uh, cyber attacks? And if you look at it from the perspective of analysis of a different attacks, so you'll see that the common thread is that the attacker will take over or use legitimate user credentials to institute the specific attack. Um, we see this happening in over 80 to 85 percent of all of the attacks uh, that happen against major organizations, and it really is this, this uh, idea that if I can gain access to your legitimate user credentials, then I have the keys to the kingdom, and existing solutions provide extremely limited visibility into the malicious user activity in corporate networks. That's what I think is the challenge that user behavior analytics addresses. Well, I want to get into that topic of user behavior analytics now. As you know, everybody's talking about the promise and the potential. How do you find that user behavior analytics is different than existing security offerings? Well, I think that the uh, the name actually implies uh, a lot of the differentiation. So rather than trying to arbitrarily uh, determine whether an action is malicious or not, uh, what user behavior analytics does is focus on the specific uh, behavior of users and entities within an organization and then provides visibility when that behavior begins to change. So kind of a, a simple way that anybody uh, or everybody has experienced this is in the area of, of online fraud. If you happen to travel to a different country and start using your credit card without notifying your credit card agency, you uh, the first couple of times you may find that, that the transaction is blocked and it's because your behavior has changed significantly. Well, it's this same concept that can be brought to the area of enterprise uh, security. The easiest way to think about it is that uh, if a criminal has stolen my credentials and now has access to company network 
they're probably not there to be doing my job. So if we have a baseline understanding of what I normally do as I perform my job, it then can become relatively easy for a solution to determine when my actions have changed significantly from what I typically do on a day-to-day basis. And these are really the telltale signs that my credentials have been compromised and that the organization is being threatened. Bert, what do you find is required for a complete and effective UBA solution? There are really a couple of primary issues uh, that the UBA solution must address. So let me talk about those first, and then I'll talk about some of the key components of a UBA solution. So first, as I had mentioned, the key to a user behavior analytics solution is to be able to detect differences in the actions of every employee and user, so employees, contractors, devices, et cetera, of corporate resources. And then the, the UBA solution must be able to convey actionable intelligence to a security professional so that they can interpret understand and react quickly to threats in a timely manner. So what does this mean from a more practical or pragmatic basis? It it means that user behavior analytic solutions consist of three fundamental components. First, you must be able to uh, collect the appropriate data. Then you need to analyze it, keeping in mind that uh, people can have uh, relatively unpredictable and spontaneous actions during the course of the day uh, as it relates to utilizing corporate assets. So it's a relatively noisy environment. So the analysis needs to take into account that it is a noisy environment and minimize false positives. And then you need to be able to pass on actual intelligence to a security professional when there is a threat that has been detected. So those are the three major phases. And uh, perhaps we can talk a little bit more about each one of them in turn. That makes sense, Bert. Let's go through them in order, please. In terms of data collection, so the, the critical data, as one might expect, is to be able to have access to user access and event logs. So uh, organizations actually do a, typically do a very good job of collecting this type of information, and it typically resides in their SIM that they have deployed or Splunk as a data repository. There are a set of user access and event logs that are typically maintained, whether it's VPN, Kerberos, uh, SSH, uh, print logs, or uh, database logs. Um, and these are, the, these are the foundation for a user behavior analytic solution. However, when it comes to data, an area that is extremely important is to recognize that every organization has its own set of, of very important applications that, that they use to run their business on. And provides access to the most sensitive corporate data. We call these crown jewel applications, and the crown jewel applications are applications that typically were built quite a while ago. They tend to be built on a proprietary system. They've been uh, running for quite a while, and a successful user behavior analytics solution needs to be able to ingest data from this wide set of crown jewel applications that every organization that we have dealt with has. In terms of the analysis, as I mentioned earlier, the key is that you need to minimize false positives while highlighting malicious behavior. So uh, there are a couple of ways to, to do this. One of them is to use machine learning or statistical analysis, which we believe is exactly the appropriate way 
the kind of earlier generations of uh, SIMS as well as user behavioral analytics solution used rules-based approaches, which we believe really don't scale and are not sustainable in terms of uh, identifying and uh, providing a, a good user behavior analytic solution. And the key reason here is that if you think about it, as I said earlier, users don't behave predictably every day. So what rules-based solutions end up doing, uh, unfortunately, is creating special cases for a whole set of different situations associated with a whole set of different users. And you can quickly think about this when you're dealing with thousands of users, that that, that approach becomes unsustainable. So machine learning and statistical analysis, we believe, is absolutely required. And then we have a whole set of analytics that are uh, tuned over the range of experiences that we've had with customers to make sure that we minimize false positives. The issue here being is that security teams are certainly overwhelmed. And really, if, if you provide them with uh, too many false positives, it actually is not helpful, uh, does not allow them to successfully uh, do their job. So we have spent most of our development effort focused on the analytics and focused specifically on this topic. And then finally, to kind of round out the three areas that we had talked about, data collection, analysis, and actionable intelligence, we certainly have the ability to determine and understand uh, what is an anomalous event. However, presenting uh, all of the anomalous events that happen throughout an organization is really not allowing a security analyst to be as effective as they can be. So what we do is aggregate anomalous events into threat indicators, and then we aggregate threat indicators into alerts and present to the security analyst a prioritized set of alerts. And these alerts have enough insight and conclusions associated with them so that when I, as a security analyst, am looking to understand uh, where the, the threat is occurring, how the threat is occurring, I quickly have uh, a context to work within, and I can get to a faster resolution. And then importantly enough, uh, the results I have from each of the investigations that I lead are then fed back into the analytics engine so that future results are improved. Bert, when you look at each of those areas, the collection, the analysis, the actionable intelligence, what do you find that organizations typically misunderstand about user behavior analytics? Yeah, I think that that's actually a very interesting question. I think that when most organizations start thinking about user behavior analytics, they run into the uh, situation where they believe that it actually is uh, much easier to do than it is. And let me explain why, why I say that. So if you talk about user behavior analytics as being, I need to collect data, I need to uh, have do some analysis of the data, and then uh, produce some results, it actually sounds like it's extraordinarily straightforward. And why can't I do this? Uh, why, why can't uh, my SIM do this? Or why can't uh, I export information into uh, into an analytics tool and, and produce the results that I need. However, it turns out that the issue comes back to what I had mentioned earlier. It's that user behavior is filled with a whole set of anomalies that happen during the course of the day. People do not replicate their actions precisely every day. So you need to take that into account. And we actually have a, a team of data scientists who have been focused on this problem uh, for many years and are, 
And as a result, our user community gets the benefit of many years and a whole range of experiences that uh, most organizations, quite frankly, don't have the resources to, to deploy to get the learning uh, and to sustain the development effort. So for example, when it comes to minimizing false positives, perhaps a, a simple example might be uh, that you need to be able to compare an individual's behavior uh, in what looks like anomalous for an individual against the peer group for that individual to make sure that activity that is anomalous for that individual uh, is truly an anomaly for the peer group and and not something that the entire peer group happens to be doing as well, which would which may be an indicator that it's a maybe an, an end of the quarter a kind of rush type of an activity, or perhaps there's some seasonality to the individual's job, and and that would become apparent if you took a look at what that whole what the peer group associated with that individual were doing. So comparing an individual to the peer group is something that everybody, quite frankly, goes yes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, however, the fundamental question is so. How do you define the peer group that that individual is associated with? Um, a very simplistic analysis would be, uh, let's take uh, organizational units from Active Directory and all marketing is now defined as a peer group and I'm, I'm a part of the marketing organization. If you think about that pretty quickly, you'll come to the conclusion that uh, perhaps the, the senior vice president of marketing the behavior of that individual and the behavior of the marketing intern um, perhaps are extraordinarily different, and there isn't there's very little insight that you'll get from comparing the the SVP of marketing to the marketing intern. As a matter of fact, you may end up um, missing very significant threats. So what we do instead, and have spent a lot a lot of time to understand this, is uh, we actually have behavioral peer groups. So we analyze the individuals within the entire organization and using machine learning determine who are actually the behavioral peer peers of an individual. Then we can have much more confidence that if the individual actions deviate from the behavioral peer group, then now I need to be concerned about uh, what's happening with that specific individual. And likewise, if the behavior of the individual is consistent with the behavioral peer group, I could be much more confident that there really is no anomaly here. So at a relatively high level, it, it sounds like user behavior analytics should be relatively straightforward and easy for somebody to implement. However, when you start looking at the thousands of users and the uh, millions of activities that are being generated on a daily basis, and you then need to be able to sort through that effectively, it becomes very clear that uh, only a dedicated set of resources that are working on this problem for a long period of time are actually going to get you the right results. And, and the behavioral peer group analysis is just one of many different capabilities that, once again, become much better understood after you've worked at this problem for quite a while. Well, Bert, that's a great place to end part one of our discussion. In part two, we can pick up the conversation about the application of user behavior analytics. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. The topic Goodbye. has been the evolution of user behavior analytics. I've been speaking with Bert Rankin, the Chief Marketing Officer with Fortscale. 
For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.